Hey, everybody. Welcome to Theory Query, episode two. This is Ryan, Yay. your host, along with... Hi, it's Ethan. It's Ethan plus Ryan, <laughs> and we are back. You didn't think we'd be back, but we are serious enough about this to at least do two episodes. Um, so how how are you, Ethan? What's what's new in your life? You know, I'm I'm dandy, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to um, our three listeners. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, you're unbelievably stupid for hanging in there, but we do appreciate it. Absolutely. They're, they're my three favorite people in this whole entire world. Did you do anything fun today? I had the day off of work because it's um, old, powerful, dead white guy's day. Yeah. Uh, more commonly known as President's Day, except that great exception from 2008 to 2016. That seems like eons ago. It does. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, ages. I've been so buried in like... A different time, a different place. I've been so deeply like laden with shame and embarrassment and hatred that um, I don't even remember what life was like in to that between 2008 to whatever the fuck that was <laughs> yeah 16. i mean 12 hour depression naps punctuate my brief moments of of uh, sentient clarity oh, jesus I don't christ know. and you're like you can't you can't get you can't anyway. like get away from it ever you know you you want to like i don't know lot read something wholesome or watch watch the new like watch a reputable news source <clears throat> um that does not make you feel terrible and it still makes you feel terrible oh yeah like if i'm reading npr and listening to npr on the radio and i'm still managing to feel just like absolute garbage about the state of the world something is very wrong yeah couldn't agree more I yeah. yeah. Anyway, so on that depressing note, uh, Ryan, how was your day? Oh my gosh, um, it was like <laughs> there were, there was good and bad to my day. I am guzzling wine as we speak as we record this episode because of kind of how it <laughs> wound down. So <laughs> me and my boyfriend David had decided to have a baking day. We spent the whole like Valentine's Day weekend together. It was so cute. And uh, oh. today it was just like a lazy sit around the house and bake stuff day. And we we got in, we turned on the Great British Baking Show for inspiration because it's the greatest show that exists. And um, we were watching one of the bread episodes from season four. And a couple of the contestants made um, like babka. Have you ever had babka? I have never had babka. So it's a it's like a, a Jewish bread. It's a sweet bread. You like wrap chocolate into it and have this really nice, um, like sweet crumble on top. And I went to the store to get the ingredients and like was feeling pretty good. We it's it's a pretty complex recipe. You have to like, you know, do like all the all the proofing of the bread and shit, and then you flatten it out and you make this chocolate spread. And you like it's 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 really complex. You have to like grate the chocolate and um combine it with butter it's it's a lot and then you spread it on top of your flattened rolled out bread roll it up really tight twist it into this shape and bake it and stuff it took us all day is what i'm trying to say 
because it's taking me all day to, to like that. torture. And but it was like I'd have been like, great, I ate all the Hershey's bars from the recipe, and I took my pants off, and I've been asleep for six hours. <laughs> and your house is on fire. <laughs> and my house is on fire. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, everything is fine. Um, and yeah. Tuesday, <laughs> so everything was going like perfectly. I. I must say it just like, it was a complex recipe, but we like tackled it and we followed it so carefully. And you know, like my yeast didn't die, which was my greatest fear as usual when I'm baking bread. Um, and, um, can you hear my dog lapping up water extremely loud? (laughs) I can, it sounds, I honestly didn't know that that's what that sound was. It sounded like someone in the background, like playing with their mouth. Just... <laughs> this is now turning into, it's turning into an ASMR series of my dog drinking water. Welcome to Theory Query. We'll now be exploring the flatness of the earth. Don't freak out. Just breathe, close your eyes, and let the sound flow through your body. And nobody gets hurt. <laughs> um, okay, so back on track. Uh, yeah, so okay. it it rose perfectly. It like I sh- We shaped it perfectly. It was just like, oh my God, like I did this. I'm so excited. Um, I was fucking measuring the fucking temperature. Uh-huh with a fucking thermometer to make sure that the, the thickest part of the loaf had reached 180 degrees. And, <laughs> and oh. it came out so beautiful. And we like sliced into it and took a bite and it tasted like shit. It tasted so bad. It, it was oh no the flavor. So you had a Martha Stewart day with a Rachel Ray. <laughs> yes, um, I think that Rachel Ray's dog food tastes much better than the babka that I attempted to make. Um, so she, uh, it, the flavor was overwhelmingly bitter, like dried out your oh. whole mouth instantly. And it was just like Ugh. so, like really unpleasant to eat. And I realized pretty quickly what I had done, which was that um, on my shopping trip to get ingredients, I selected um, the baking chocolate, which it said baking chocolate. So I was like, oh, and it was more expensive than all the other chocolates. So I was like, this is what I need to make the perfect babka. And but it's unsweetened. One hundred percent unsweetened <laughs> and i went back to the recipe and it's a dark chocolate and um apparently i am you know illiterate and had no idea that there was a difference <sighs> so that that was my fun story of the day and now i'm drinking wine to forget about it <laughs> okay but, okay um, in other news the oscars are coming up this weekend so that's very exciting if perfect i don't follow them whatsoever you'll have to fill me in uh, well so me and david are trying to watch all of the best picture director act uh and both actor categories before this sunday we're doing pretty well we gave ourselves a bonus uh yesterday and went to see went to a screening of all the short films um all the live action short films that are nominated this year and I must say okay. to anyone who's listening, if you have a way to watch the short film called Marguerite, I cried like a little 
wounded baby in the theater. Like it, it took every ounce of self-control for me not to like whimper <laughs> and, and just like break down in tears. Um, yeah. And oh wow, that's primarily because, uh, well, plug your ears for the next 10 seconds if you don't want it to be spoiled for you, but it's like, it's a gay, it's a gay okay. themed story. Um, which is like kind of a surprise. Okay. Halfway through, you're not really set up to think that. Um, but the way that it ends is just like beautiful and like hopeful, but tragic at the same time. I, yeah. I can't say enough about it. Ah, fuck. Okay. So all of the feelings that we've ever had in our lives about like rejection and unrequited love and like the hope that things will work and then they don't, you have to relive all of that. Yeah. It's more like, uh, the experience across generations and I'll leave and I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, okay. So definitely, definitely check it out. So, so see that or rent toy story three and get drunk. You can also cry at the end of that movie. If you don't, you don't have a fucking soul. Oh, totally. I, uh, I came across toy story three the other day and it was right at the part where they're like sliding into the incinerator and, you know, like I wasn't watching the movie. I just was flipping through channels and it was right at that uh-huh. part. And it only took like one minute or less for me to be like transported right there as if I had been watching the movie the whole time. And I started crying. Yep. That's just what it is. So in preparation for this episode, I was looking at Oscar, you know, like related conspiracy theories. And mm-hmm. there's not there's not that much to really go on here um there's some like oh like if you win an oscar you're cursed for the rest of your career which like obviously isn't true for everybody but they were referring specifically to halle berry because after she won for (laughs) what's it called monsters ball um she Uh went on to fail miserably in the accidental comedy called catwoman Oh, oh, yeah, that was trash. Has she won any Grammys since then? Oscar, well, no, I'm not sorry. any Grammys, I don't think. Yeah, um, probably, no, no, she might no, be more like a musician. A Grammy at this point. Uh, I'm a terrible homosexual. I do not pay attention <laughs> to award shows. Uh, God, Cat. I would honestly recommend watching Catwoman because it's like really funny. Okay. The only the only one that I really enjoyed was reading about Mia Sorvino, who you may know better as Romy from Romy Michelle's <laughs> high school reunion. <laughs> she, she was, she won. I mean, the, the funny part is that she won an Oscar for best actress. And that was like in the nineties. And then the most memorable thing that she's done since her award was Romy Michelle. <laughs> Which for me is like a massive accomplishment because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I can quote every single line when I watch it, but that's, that's it. Oh yeah. Sorry. There was one more. The, do you remember when La La Land was called for best picture, but it wasn't actually the winner? Yeah. The whole, um, was that like a Steve Harvey moment where they're like, ah, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. Those happen really close together too. Right. I remember thinking like, wow, is this just like catching? Is it going around? Um, but 
there's some people who believe that Leonardo DiCaprio is the one who switched the the envelopes around because he had been stiffed for so many years from an Oscar. Oh. And okay. I believe he like maybe he was the one who like handed it to the person who handed it to I don't know. There's there's just some talk around that which I found kind of entertaining. Okay. I mean, if he did, like, that's gutsy and hilarious. Yeah, I, I fully support it because Leo is bae. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other Oscar-related or game-related <clears throat> news? No, just uh, just the same old shit, my friend. Trudging through it. All right. Take us there. Take us there, Ethan. We're ready. Okay. Well, everyone, I know in last, uh, our last episode, our first episode, we were going to talk about the flat earth theory, but then I decided to derail the whole thing and talk about, um, social constructionism and Michael Foucault, which is all nerd stuff. It's terrible. I think if you see me in public, if you know who I am, punch me in the mouth for doing that. Um, so it made my head hurt a little bit, but I did feel smarter afterwards. Thank you. Thank you. I, I make no apologies. It is what it is. Um, I'll do better next time. Let's put it that way. Anyway. So in this week's episode, we are going to cover the flat earth conspiracy or not even conspiracy, but just the flat eartherism. I hate it. So, I fucking hate this. Sorry, I'm already, I'm already right? mad. Let's go. Let's do it. No, you can you can be already mad. So, um, let's see. Good place to launch. Ah, launch. Um, so, do you know <laughs> uh, how many? <laughs> do you know how many people that? Uh, so, Elon Musk, right? Green, eventual Green Goblin situation uh, that the internet yeah. has already called yeah, out. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. So he has that company, SpaceX, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. How many people have they launched in their rockets? Zero? None. Okay. Zero. <laughs> I was kind of being, like, catty, but it's also oh. not surprising. Oh, fuck you. Just kidding. What, why? <laughs> um, so yeah, zero, zero. Yeah, but why? Wow, zero people. Weird. Yeah, zero people in their rockets and their fancy rockets that park themselves. Um, flat Earther research. Guess how many people they've launched in rockets? Um, I know of the one. I remember the one guy who like taped it and he was like, I'm going to show that the atmospheric pressure is not (laughs) (laughs) that one fucking guy yeah exactly (laughs) so what we're basically saying is flat earthers have launched more people on rockets than spacex has oh fuck people who don't believe in science have been better at putting people in rockets than people who believe in science. You could one could argue that they've done more science. They've done maybe they have. Really I would argue they have. They wouldn't, but <laughs> but they would not. Yeah, they would disagree with me naturally. 
So anyway, so this guy, Mike Hughes, he had made a previous attempt in 2014 um, with a homemade steam-powered rocket. So I'm thinking like Wild West, like steam locomotive strapped to the back of an ice cream truck that he just launches himself <laughs> like in the desert, just into the sky to prove that the earth is flat. Mm-hmm. He survives. Apparently he achieves uh, like a thousand feet of altitude on his first launch, which is a lot. I've got to give him that. Um, and then his rocket breaks up, but he survives the crash landing. He vowed that he would do it again, and he would continue to build his capacity to go higher and higher so he could see for himself that the Earth was truly flat. So just a couple months ago, he completed a successful launch where he, out in like the desert of, I think, Nevada, uh, launched himself just, like just a few months ago? Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I feel like I should have heard about this. It scribbled down the date on his second launch. Yeah, he launched himself again and did an even better job this time. I think it was like 1,800 feet or something like that that he achieved. Wow. And his landing was even better. Still wrecked his rocket. Um, But, I mean, he he did it. Wow. A guy who (laughs) really needed to check out this, like, Gen 1 GoPro footage. Totally. Okay. So yeah, um, I was just I was floored that um these flat earthers are, you know, building rockets and attempting to eventually prove that the earth is flat. It's more than I've, very It's more than I've been doing with my shit. I just made a bad babka. You did. You just didn't read the instructions correctly. Okay. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I am right. Huh. Well, so one could argue it's the same guy, but one could argue they've had two launches. My question is two launches, but one guy. I mean, it, in far, as far as like total number of people. My question is, why, like, why is he feeling so bold? Is he is he like aware that he could die doing this, and he like wants to be a martyr for the cause or something? Because isn't I, I just have a lot of questions because I, they have like a oh, different and I movie. have answers to these questions. <clears throat> I'm sure I have that answers you do. To these questions. I, I don't think that I gave really Mike Hughes a good introduction. He was just this name and a guy who has a, a knack for building steam-powered rockets. There's more to the story. He is a retired, I believe a retired NASCAR driver, or NASCAR pit crew. Okay, member. we're off to a great start. <laughs> Fantastic start. <laughs> so, um, hobbyist engineer and daredevil. So he does this kind of stuff for a living, really, for his own S's and it's G's. It's really the perfect storm. Um, so really a, how can one be a hobbyist engineer? Um, I, that's my first question. Um, <laughs> second, and like, like stop me if you're going to get into this or whatever, but okay. don't, don't they, they have some like weird and incorrect belief about the atmosphere and like there isn't one or something is that space not exist? Like what's, what's their view on gravity? Because if he were to launch himself like into, you know, at, uh, that, that's, that's the best way that I can articulate my thought. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so, I mean, to be fair, when Hughes launched himself, he did not fully anticipate making it into space or whatever his understanding of space might be. 
Um, what I found through the own, you know, my own little bit of research that I've done is that while flat earthers, generally speaking, do agree that the earth is a somehow a flat plane rather than this spherical thing in space, um, as far as what constitutes space and how this, you know, flat piece of world that we're on, um, their views of that differ. So I can give you a general overview um, of kind of what most people agree to be true. So the for flat earthers, the earth is assumed to be um, either a disk, like a frisbee, or some sort of block, where the North Pole, as we understand it, us spearheads, is actually the the center of their of their disk. So a helpful visualization is if you have a globe at home, like any normal person, they don't have globes at home. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I consider myself at least halfway normal. And I if you Google to top of the globe, like you're looking directly down on the North Pole, you can imagine that is the way that flat earthers look at a flat earth. Uh, okay. okay. Go on. So the North Pole is at the center. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that at all. And I already. Oh yeah, the mindfuckery like has only started. Logic, but I feel like that's just how. That's how the whole thing's gonna go. So I'm just gonna shut my fucking mouth and enjoy the ride. I'm not gonna shut my mouth. So and you're thinking the North Pole. Okay, well, uh, there's also a South Pole. What do they do with that? Well, the South Pole, as normies understand it, is actually, for flat earthers, is a giant ice wall that holds all of the ocean's waters in on our flat earth, our disk, so the water doesn't go spilling off the edges. Well, thank God for that ice wall. Right? Wow. Um, is there a night watch? on the ice wall <laughs> to stop the dragons from coming into our there territory is, as well. Or, there is so much more <laughs> actually beyond kidding. the ice wall. It didn't stop the dragons. <laughs> it didn't stop the dragons, um, but it did stop the White Walkers for a long time. Exactly. Um, but not anymore. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Oh, wait. I said that in the wrong order. Yeah, please go on. Okay. So that's kind of like the general orientation of things like on Earth. You've got the countries generally as they're arranged. Um, North Pole in the center. Antarctica is actually a giant ice wall around the outside of our disk. We have the sky, which I believe they call the firmament, or basically a big dome capsule over the top of it. And in the firmament exists the sun, the moon, and the stars. And some might argue there is a, a dark planet or a dark moon disk thing that also is in rotation in the firmament that causes the solar and lunar eclipse that we see. Well, that just blew holes in everything I've ever learned about exactly. space and physics. Thank you so much. So, exactly. <clears throat> so they also believe, so we've got the sun and the moon and the stars all within the firmament. Um, they believe only like 3,000 miles away from the surface of disk Earth. So they also believe not only that the Earth is flat, but that the sun is tiny. 
about the size, the same size of the moon as we see it to our naked eye, just like right out of our window. So sun and moon, same size. Stars, they don't know what they are. They're, they're stars, but we don't actually know what stars are. We've never observed what a star actually is. So they're just tiny speckles of light that they've just kind of been like, meh, like, I don't know. We'll never know. Uh, 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 yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. <What's next? laughs> exactly. Uh, is it glitter? <laughs> An accidental glitter spill that you can yeah. never totally so get rid of? So there are, and there are so many other frustrating things about the flat earth. Because then you think about like, well, if all of these things are in this little dome capsule over our flat earth, like how does the sun rise? How does the sun set? You know, how do we explain tides, gravity, all these different things. And there's tons of these sort of, I don't, I don't even want to call it a half truth because that's a generous statement. <laughs> They're just these very strange, miscalculated I'm going to put observations in air quotes about, well, oh, it's this way. Anyway, so that is, that's the picture that we have of the earth that we live in. I'm convinced. Let's yeah. just, let's just call it a day. Exactly. Exactly. They've won. So there's this whole list of reasons why us, oh um, us round earthers, uh, globe tards, as they call us, are... No, yeah. no. Well, that's that's not surprising in any sort of way, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just as a disclaimer, we are not fans or users of the R word, and in fact, do not think it's okay. And these people, sort of at way. least a, a few figureheads, they get substantially worse as we go on. So we'll understand why they use the words that they do. So... Um, as with any good bit of research and to discover kind of the arguments for and against the flat earth theory, I went to YouTube <laughs> because that is, okay. that is where a lot <laughs> of their research is probably conducted. So, um, I come across, I've came across a variety of different videos, um, explaining why that the earth is flat and all of these proofs that earth is not this spinning sphere in space and that space actually doesn't exist. So there's a few different people that kind of, uh, I guess, new faces, leaders in this flat earth, flat eartherism um, that I became acquainted with. There's this Eric Dubay. He's a yoga instructor who sells himself as this true Great. modern believer of flat earth, uh, flat eartherism. Um, also like a lot of, I went to his website and really wished I had not, um, it, <laughs> he <laughs> has all of this like metaphysical transcendental, all of these other kind of out there sorts of theories and ideas that he espouses. The, the real nail in the coffin on this was, um, he is, uh, gained quite a bit of attention because he is. Uh, a, a very strong denier of the Holocaust. Yeah. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. It's funny that you should mention that because there was a there was like a second where I considered for this podcast like throwing that in the ring as just like more of an expose than anything. But even I don't want to touch that. Like we are we are here to you know just be catty and bitchy and basically drag these people through the mud. But I don't even want to go there with that because it is so oh absolutely completely absurd. So, so he's a he's neo-Nazi. Not, I don't know that he is a neo-Nazi as neo-Nazis are understood. He's not, I guess, militant in that regard. He's just fucking awful. Okay, so he's <laughs> a holistic yeah. yoga doing So he is like shit. the anti-semitic owner of an organic grocery store with a yoga studio i mean that's okay that's probably well, that's like probably really reductive common, if you just you know, google him you're in the community and i think perhaps the site traffic that he would gain is at least worth us knowing how garbage he actually is. Um, anyway, so I came across this guy and his 200 proofs that the earth okay. is uh, actually flat. And <laughs> basically a lot of what I've found is that many of the things that they try and prove um, are not necessarily sound arguments against our understanding of a spherical earth it's basically a, i say this thing and you can't necessarily prove that i'm wrong so if um <laughs> like really stupid shit like if the earth is spinning on its axis at thousands of miles per hour flying around the sun at thousands and thousands of miles per hour which is flying through the milky way galaxy at hundreds of thousands of miles an hour then why isn't there a powerful wind blowing exclusively in the direction that we're moving? <laughs> I mean, I've wondered that myself a lot. I mean, I think <laughs> so, it feels, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think, but when he's saying that touche, like I can prove that the sir. earth is flat by um, like flying a kite or that I can prove that the earth is at rest, that it's not moving through space. It's not rotating. It's just this flat thing sitting there by flying a kite. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Wait, can that not be disproven by flying a kite? Yeah, just like, I don't know, weather and atmosphere. <laughs> Even within their own theory. Like, I don't know, is there shit that goes on uh, in the firmament? It just seemed a bit contradictory to me. Uh, Yeah, I say for a minute, for a minute Ugh. again. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, okay, all right. What's what's his full? Do you know what his? Um, like, so evidence? I made it about two paragraphs into um, his sort of treatise on the topic, and he says that basically it's a conspiracy of Zionists or uh, basically Jewish people. Um, to run the entire world and 
keep us little people down. So according to him, they wanted to play victim and like the poor me card in order to like get sympathy and then eventually power sympathy, um, political power and money. Basically they're taking our money. They're taking our political power. They're the people who, since they're the ones predominantly in positions of power, you know, it's, it's all a racket. Okay. Same kind of shit Hitler did. Not okay. Awful. Not okay, okay but not whatsoever. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, you know, let's let's seize this opportunity <laughs> right now, because it sounds like you're about to move on, to take a quick break and digest all this. We'll be right back, everybody. Hey, what's up? It's Ryan. Thank you so much for listening to Theory Query. Please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Theory Query. Or you can always email us your feedback or suggestions um, at theoryqueerypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. All right. So we're back to this lovely, lovely topic. Ethan, please carry on okay so there's that uh eric dubay so he's a real fucking treat um another guy who i came across through my youtube research was this mark uh sergeant guy and um he basically goes on to argue a lot of like the similar things that um, eric puts forth on like why the earth is flat they tend to just kind of reinforce each other with all of their youtube videos and they go on to talk about, you know, we believe the earth is flat. This is why everyone else is in the dark and why we're right and they're wrong. And a lot of it has to come, or it, a lot of it is discrediting institutions and, and science or scientism, as they call it, um, as somehow like not a viable way of understanding the world that we live in, the spherical earth that we live on. So he basically goes on to say that the world is run by this small, scary group of dudes sitting around a table and smoking. NASA is hoarding all of our taxpayer money, making like these rich people and producing footage of us going to space and basically faking it. <laughs> and also, um, providing uh, basically security or guarding the ice wall around the outer edge so they cannot find to, that people cannot go beyond the ice wall to see for themselves that the earth is truly flat. I'm really enjoying watching your it's as you talk about all this because you're trying so hard funny, not to crack up. It's funny, but it's up. also maddening. <clears throat> so basically, um, they're they're saying that like flat Earth, like these are this is what we believe, and that this is these are the people who are hiding the flat Earth. So the I yes, I have a question. <laughs> Why? What does the government ben? How does the government benefit from us not knowing that? Let's say the Earth is flat. There's <laughs> um, military at all of the ice walls. 
because like, we're sheeple, man. What, they get they get to stay in power. Why does that power. help them? Why is why does the conspiracy? Would they not stay in power if the Earth were round? I think. Which it is. Totally. <laughs> and I think so. And they are in power. With so. this flat earth conspiracy, I feel like this is maybe an umbrella for a lot of other conspiracy theories. Like, I honestly, through the poking around that I've done and reading kind of the history and current events with flat earthers, I, I might actually pay money to go to... Some of their conferences that they put on. They literally put on conferences about this. Just. We should do a follow up mini episode where you oh my we, gosh. Like, interview somebody. I'm going to start asking around about it. So. So, anyway, so this like connect this. There's a whole like system of other little conspiracies that branch off of this. So, the earth is flat. Uh, the government doesn't want us to know because the government is bad. We don't know why. Probably, well, Eric would probably argue because it's run by Jews. Billions of dollars are being stolen from taxpayers to reinforce our idea that the Earth is a sphere. I don't know what we lose from figuring out if it's a sphere or if it's flat. I think, whatever. So... The dicks in power are going to stay dicks in power, regardless of the shape of the fucking earth. Exactly. So, and it's funny because I'm thinking, okay, like, if if this is truly a government conspiracy, how do you get so many people in on it, on the cover-up? Like, do you, have the, a, do you have a figure of how many believers there are? I honestly don't. I'm going to quick Google that. Go on. <laughs> yeah, give it a Google. Um, 60, oh my God. 66% of millennials believe the earth is round. Only 66%? This is in the Scientific American blog, uh, August 21st, 2018. Oh. That's I'm tragic. so... <laughs> embarrassed on behalf of my millennial people. Oh my God. So, okay. If we have 10 people listen to this podcast, four of them may not be convinced that the earth is round. To our four listeners who don't accept that the earth is a sphere. Stop listening. <laughs> Oh, I'm so upset. Okay, what's next? <laughs> okay, so basically um, what they've touched on is that there's like this deep state, right, that's covering up the fact that the Earth is flat. So all of the astronauts are like Freemasons, they're sworn to secrecy, the engineers, um, every single airline pilot ever, they've all, they're either all in on it or they've been basically duped into doing their job or to not speak out about it for fear of being fired from their job or like some sort of punishment. Okay. <clears throat> Quick note on astronauts, etc. How do they explain satellites? How do they explain 
people on IS. So I assume ISS is like fake. Doesn't exist in a nope. in a stage. Satellites. Yeah, it's on a fake. They say, have you seen how tall? <laughs> One of the arguments goes, if satellites were real, then cell phone towers and radio antennas wouldn't need to be so tall. Uh, uh, what? That's yeah. That's the only explanation. <laughs> Well, I am humbled. <laughs> um, what? No, but like you can see satellites flying through the night sky. You can and like shooting stars. What's a shooting star? Who knows what that? Is? You can't prove that it is a satellite. You can't prove it's not a satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Okay, so Go basically, on. like their whole worldview comes down to. Because I think it, it must be true. Or because I see it, it must be true. Um, basically, like, only my thoughts exist for me. So my thoughts are reality. I think it's, um, I don't know if it's a philosophy, but I think it's called solipsism. I hope I'm getting that word okay. right. Anyway, you can give it a Google later. Um, we won't jump into that. I call that. it dumb fuckery. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It is like an abandonment of empiricism on the fact that there is a reality beyond the bullshit thoughts that run through your brain. Mm. Yup. So, anyway. So, the Earth is flat, and there's this deep state cover-up, and um, it's because they are trying to uh, take... God out of creation and deny the existence of God. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, 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 whoa. And so this is religiously motivated? Oh my gosh. So many things in in this world are religiously motivated. Um <laughs> health food store yoga doing people owner health food store owning yoga doing people. I don't know to be extremely devout. Am I, was that, was that a blank? Was that too no, much and I think, <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I like for flat earthers and I, I mean, for the religious world, like there's no, you know, one single type of person that subscribes to that idea. Like not all religious people are Toyota Sienna driving moms with three and a half kids, a husband that's cheating on her and she's in denial about it. Mm-hmm. That was some hot tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I liked it. Let's go. <laughs> some of them th- can be garbage, anti-Semitic, health food store owning, yoga teaching pieces of shit. <laughs> um, so what I found is that to uh, to connect flat eartherism with religion is to jump back into its history. So the modern like flat earther movement. Um, actually started in the early 19th century. There was this guy named Samuel, I, th- I hope I pronounced his last name correctly, Robothman or Robothman, something like that. He was a 19th century inventor, writer, and elementary school dropout from England who loved to hang out in irrigation ditches and canals um, where he lived, which was near the, the Fens, which is I think near Cambridgeshire. <laughs> What a backstory. <laughs> great guy. Great guy. So uh, he wrote he wrote some books um, at his uh, elementary school writing level um, under, the, under the pseudonym, <laughs> I think, Parallax, which 
I never no no punctuation in any of these books. Not a single no, mark. Backwards crayon letters. It was it was crazy. <laughs> Just the dull end of a candle. So anyway, so he was the, he's this inventor kind of guy, and um, in his kind of early life, he um, came to I don't know if he honestly believed it for himself and. We'll get to this a little bit more a little bit later. Um, he believed that the Earth was flat, and there was this experiment conducted called the Bedford Level Experiment. So the Bedford Level ex- Experiment was um, conducted. There were these long canals, just like straight irrigation canals near where he lived in the fens. And one, I think, was like six miles long. It was perfectly straight, just like nice, straight, and flat. So he claimed that he could stand at one end of this canal and like six or however many miles down the canal, he could see another person just standing up level with his eyes. So, and because in the spherical model of the earth, you know, over a certain distance, you lose, I think it's like eight inches for every like mile squared or something like that. As far as the curvature of the earth goes. So he mm-hmm. should like your eight inches. Exactly. Lower. It's like ships disappearing over the horizon. Yeah. So which, which they, do. they do. Oh yeah. There's no arguing that they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is arguing that. Cause that's what you're doing. They will right argue. Now. They will argue that <laughs> he basically, I honestly think he just bullshit. Like, oh yeah. I can see that guy. Yeah, of course you can't fucking see that guy. How long ago was this shit? They didn't have great eye correction then. Like, No, this is like back in, like, what, 1840-something or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, I can see that guy. No. Oh, my God. Like, more people have um, nearsightedness than don't. And in that, I don't know if that's true for that time, but I'm pretty sure it's true now. <laughs> don't, don't fact check that, anyone. Um, but... <laughs> Fuck this guy. And like, you can't see six anything for six miles, let alone like a per, a human, which at that distance is non-existent. Like, oh, no, I don't even care if the earth is flat. You would not be able to see any shit six miles away. That wasn't like an enormous structure. Yeah. Was he looking at like a fucking silo or something like? Well, that, that went real Montana just now. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a silo oh, down on the highway. Your agro roots are showing, girl. Die those. Okay, we're just gonna carry on. <laughs> so anyway, he was full of shit, and he said, "Yeah, I can see that." <clears throat> and he basically had had used that as a a launching point to talk about how the Earth was flat. Now, in his early days, when he started kind of proselytizing about the earth being flat he wasn't particularly good at it um i found that i wonder why so in one notable encounter um when and this is kind of where the ship thing comes in he was asked why do the hulls of ships disappear over the horizon but you can still see their masts as they sail off and his response was to promptly run away like literally on foot he just ran, ran away <laughs> did he disappear he over the horizon and left he disappeared over the horizon 
Did he look back after six miles to confirm? Oh yeah, I can still see, yeah, see me. Oh god. <laughs> oh my fucking! I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say he made some sort of like, you know, theory up about how the light bending through the molecules or something. Like, uh, okay, that well, would have been an actual scientific answer. No, he just ran what away. What a compelling argument. Yeah. yeah. So frighteningly, um, yeah. he was completely undeterred by the setback. Um, so he continued to give his lectures, um, and he actually uh, charged people to attend his lectures as sort of like his own Kickstarter campaign for his own continued research. What a guy. So, I mean, I would argue that he just duped people out of money. He got a bunch of vulnerable people to buy into a crazy idea to make them feel insecure about life and then got them to give him money. Okay. So this is something that, that I've been thinking throughout the course of this whole conversation uh-huh. is are the people leading the charge true believers? Are the people, you know, perpetuating this stanky bullshit actually signed on to this? Or are they taking advantage of these poor, poor, (laughs) um, vulnerable individuals who are just looking for an out or like looking for some sort of counterculture where they can be like anti-establishment, whatever, for whatever fucking reason. And they're like profiting off of. Kind of like in the last episode, like the reptilian dude. And like all these people who subscribe to these major conspiracy theories, using it as a way of like basically like maintaining some sort of power and control over a group of people. Um, I think this Samuel guy did the same thing because there is another account of one of his old friends um, after Samuel had died. One of his old friends had honestly recounted that like yeah, he was a clever guy and a trickster, and I honestly don't think that he really believed it because he went by other pseudonyms and sold snake oil, basically, um, to rip people off, to make money off of them by selling, you know, shit. So he's a fucking con artist. So he's a con artist. Like, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, yeah. yeah. And, like... All of them are. <laughs> yeah. They all they all are. Oh, I'm so upset. So so basically started by a con, but then picked up because um so if we go even further back, like way, way back to like six hundred BCE, mm-hmm. we see the earliest mention of a spherical earth. So Pythagoras was uh, I think one of the first guys to document an understanding of the earth as being spherical. And so from then Fuck yeah, under the, the Fuck yeah. Hellenistic period in Greek history, like it built up and it slowly spidered out from there. More and more people came to accept that the earth was a sphere, but that was not without its challenges because many people, the early church believed that the earth was flat and used Um, some biblical arguments to say that the earth was in fact this flat thing, cube or disc or whatever shape you wanted it to be, but it was not a sphere. 
my God. Don't even get me started on the early church. So, oh, totally. So basically that's kind of stuck with this conspiracy all throughout its history is that believing in a spherical earth is to challenge the authority of scripture and the authority of the church, that science and religion are mutually exclusive things and cannot play nicely together. You can't have one mm-hmm. without the other. So that is where um, that split, or basically that has always existed, turning this whole thing into a zero-sum game. Uh, and yet we have a present day individual who is using these like combined, I guess like everybody who's present day now is combining the things and saying like, here's my scientific reasoning. Right. But they also happen to be religious. Are all of them? I don't know that. I don't think all of them are. I think that, I don't know if like the religious ones just lean on it because it's, convenient or it's a to to go back to believing that you are in the center of the universe and that the sun moon and stars all rotate around you gives you maybe a comfortable it just brings comfort to your life a a better way of understanding the fact that like you're the sense of or you're the center of the universe you have purpose you were created for a reason um, and so to that makes sense. to take the spherical option or the scientific option to have so many things that are beyond your control that we live in on this giant sphere that's hurling at thousands of miles an hour through space, infinite space that's still growing, slowing down, but growing that we resolve around this, you know, giant ball of burning gas and metal Um that's also swirling around trillions and trillions of other giant balls of burning gas and metal. Like that just kind of rips all of that purpose and meaning away from you. So like it's, yeah, science is, is scary because it's so big. Ethan, can you say giant balls one more time? Giant balls. Thank giant you. burning <laughs> balls. <laughs> we live on a ball. I loved it. Thank the you. left ball. Hmm? I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was thinking that the whole time. Because when I was researching the reptilians, it's kind of like there's <laughs> as wild as that one is. There's reasonable justification behind like why people want to believe it because they're they need to justify why they are born without power or like the same privilege as everybody else and like it's a strangely like logical conclusion because it's convenient right it's like well there's nothing i can do about it there's nothing i can ever do about it right um the whole time until you said the stuff you just said about this thing was like what like why you know why would people even bother like waste their time because no one seems to have anything to gain from it but when you say like the comfort that is achieved from thinking that you that you are the center of everything and that like you matter and you were you know 
also perhaps intelligently designed like for some sort of purpose, even though the believers may or may not know what that is just yet. Right. Yeah. I think that the, I think it speaks to a very compelling and innate human need to, to have like purpose and meaning, um, and to not only have purpose and meaning sort of in your own mind, but also be involved with a community of people, you know, being social, the social creatures that we are. Um, I could see how the, these kinds of things could be, you know, compelling outlets for belonging, um, that, that these people want to participate in. Fucking shit. Being self-aware is hard work. Yeah, man. <laughs> I <wanna> be... <laughs> Everyone's like, be woke. Oh, and I'm like, I want to go back to sleep. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I wonder if my dog is a flat earther. So glad they can't talk sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Are you convinced? Am I convinced? No. Really? By the flat earthers? Mm-hmm. No. But the towers. So? They're so tall. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains are tall, too. Trees are tall, too. Like, I don't... That argument was just like a, oh, I pulled it out of my ass. Like, it's tall. <laughs> wow um this was fucking fascinating i was and this is only the tip of the iceberg i believe this is only this is only one section of the ice wall okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that ice wall how tall like how tall is it um so i don't know how <laughs> tall like, i don't know like a specific number like a so skyscraper the ice wall, or is it like i could trip over it <laughs> if you google ice wall they'll just show you pictures of like the antarctic ice like the ice shelf yeah the giant like cliffs of snow that they always show breaking and falling into the ocean that's the ice wall but they said that the government doesn't let civilians go to and explore antarctica in air quotes um because they're the ones controlling access to things beyond that wall. Um, I'm pretty sure you... A land of unknown riches, America 2.0, as someone called it. Okay, well, for starters, Antarctica is ex an extremely hostile environment, so you would die if you went to, quote-unquote, explore without the right equipment. Um, B, no one's stopping you from going to Antarctica. There isn't a fucking fence there isn't a border wall around antarctica you know just sail there in your ship that doesn't disappear over the horizon and take a walk <laughs> do it fucking do it be good for you <laughs> I just no, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. It was no skin off my dick, you believe it or not. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Are we are we uh putting the bookend on this one? Shall we yeah, not I mean, disappear over the horizon I, as we set set sail? I'm ready to disappear over the horizon. <laughs> that's and that's only a brief overview of basically just some asshole in a rocket what they believe and a little bit of the history of it. There's so much more to learn, but don't 
save yourself. Don't learn it. <laughs> please, please don't waste your time. Unless you want to yeah. arm yourself with logical arguments for when you inevitably um, encounter one of the 44% of millennials who believe in this nonsense. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you, Ethan. That was unfortunately enlightening. It was unfortunate. I think just unfortunate, period. Amen. And the Holocaust did happen, um, for anyone who's wondering. All right. Well, thank you for all of your research. Thank you for, for sharing with us. Um, thanks to all of our listeners for joining us for our second episode. It's no longer the first episode. We are on Spotify officially. Um, iTunes, iTunes eventually, when I looked up the time to get on iTunes, it says it can happen as quickly as 30 minutes or as long as three weeks. So um, fortunately, (laughs) we're (laughs) appearing to be in the latter part of that. Um, The three weeks. Okay. But we so appreciate everyone who listens to us and supports us. Once again, if you have ideas that you'd like to share, we currently um, are waffling between a few topics for next episode, but feel free to send in your ideas. Follow us on social media. Don't fall off the side of the earth or get murdered by Ice Wall Border Patrol. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the sunset. Theory Query is 100% independently produced. If you like today's episode, please tell your friends, please follow us on social media, and please subscribe to this podcast so we can keep the content coming.